0: don't wait, do it. Do it sooner rather than later so you can avoid that mayhem and that, that's being created within your organization. Hi, my name is Devin. Today, I own several multi-million dollar companies. We started with $5,000 in a credit card. I don't know the easy way. I only know the hard way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Whiteboard Entrepreneur Podcast, where I give straightforward advice to fuel the entrepreneur in all of us. I'm Devin Dickinson, and today we're going to talk about one uh, the, of the topics that was pretty popular, and I've had other people request that I can uh, do more on, and it was uh, toxic versus talent part two, and I'm going to start with telling you a story. This last week, I was uh, traveling. I was uh, uh, going running through the airport, and I got this uh, text from my buddy I hadn't heard from in a couple of months, and he sent me this text. He said, I'm going to read it to you. It says, Hey D, I just got done watching your piece on toxic versus talent. And I just did the hard thing and let my right hand person go. It was uber tough, but man, am I glad I did it. Ugh. <laughs> And I texted him back and said, oh, man, I totally can relate. I know exactly what that's like. I've been through it several times myself. And I told him, I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing a toxic versus talent part two. And he, and he immediately texted me back. He goes, hey, one thing. He goes, you can keep the, the podcast super short. He goes, just title it Don't Wait. And I thought, oh my gosh, that was brilliant. So here we are, and I'm doing Toxic versus Talent Part Two. Dash, don't wait. Um, So thanks to my friend J Dub for his contribution here on uh, this podcast. But I I thought this was so relevant because as I've reflected over the years on folks that we've had to deal with in our various companies that have we've perceived as uber talented, um, but also carried this toxicity within them and throughout the uh, company, it just permeated the company. Um, I was reminded over and over again about my friend J Dub's advice, which is. Don't wait, and the reason I think this is super important is I've always done a post mortem on after we do let someone go, and there are several things that I've noticed. Number one, the biggest thing that I've noticed is the relief on me, and I've and I've had this before, and I think you all have as well. And you're going to find out that, you know, business is very difficult, right? It takes lots of hours. I'd like to tell you you're done in eight hours, but you're probably working 10, 12 hours a day. You're busting your hump. And when you find out that those 10 or 12 hours a day of work that you're doing are being consumed, you know, 30% of the time is being consumed by this toxic situation. And you're not able to do the job that makes you money. It's it's pretty bad. And you notice over time, one of the indicators to me over time is if, you know, because we all have bad days. So let's say you have a situation where this toxic person within your organization is starting to uh, consume 30% of your time. Well, maybe they're going through something. Maybe this is a tough time. But if over, you know, the course of several months, that 30% doesn't go down to 25%, 25%, Fifteen percent, and then back down to what is a reasonable amount of you know brain power that you should be uh, given giving to one of your employees or one of the people within your organization. Then then that's okay, right? The person was having a bad time, and you know less and less time is given to them. But if over several months you notice that you go from giving them thirty percent of your brain power to forty percent to fifty percent, and all of a sudden you know you're you're giving more and more of your precious time, more and more of your day, more and more of your hours to a toxic situation, a toxic person, eh, we need to get that person out. And that's why I said one of the biggest things post-mortem that I've reflected upon is that sense of relief because all of a sudden, wow, I have 40% of my day back because I'm not dealing with this toxic situation. And I'm sure you're, probably chuckling to yourself right now because you've had to deal with something like that over the time over over the years. You're, you're kind of chuckling and maybe crying right now because you know you're dealing with a situation like that right now where it's getting worse and worse and consuming more and more of your time. The other thing I'm going to tell you that I, as I've done postmortems is that I find out how many people I have either A, lost or was about to lose because of this toxic situation. And, uh, and I've realized like, wow, not only has this consumed my time, but it's consuming other people's time that they're connected to as well. And, and it is providing undue stress to them. And remember, you're the boss, right? So like, think if they're, if, if you're dealing with situations as the boss, what are they dealing with? What are their subordinates dealing with? What are their peers dealing with? It's really, really difficult. And as I've done these postmortems, when people left, all of a sudden you find out, holy cow, we lost, you know, Angie, we lost Becky, we were about to lose Bob, we were about to lose Joe, you know, and all of these folks that you realize how, how much this toxicity permeates the company. And impacts other folks as well. The other thing I would say is financially, um, because typically toxic folks not do they don't just uh, uh, emotionally impact you; they draw on you and they demand you know some things that other folks want. And I have found a lot of times. I end up overpaying the people who are toxic. And my friend shared that with me too. He goes, I realized that I was paying this person more than anybody and they were giving me the biggest headache. Um, And what happens is over time, we try to solve this toxicity with, you know, raises or bonuses or things that frankly ain't going to solve it. It just makes the problem worse. And all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, I wasted money. Not only emotional brain power, I wasted money, hard cash on this person as well. The other thing that I've realized as well is that there's also some uh, manipulation going on and things that you're having to uh, reorganize your company around this person. And in hindsight, you go back and go, holy cow, after I remove this person, all of a sudden my org charts make a heck of a lot more sense. All of a sudden my decision-making trees become easier and clear. All of a sudden I don't, you know, we don't have to go to person A to person B to person Q to person X to work around these uh, immovable, immovable objects within your company that become so difficult to deal with. The other thing that I've noticed as well is there is a legal manipulation typically that these folks will bring. And as I'm talking to you, if you're a business owner with employees, you probably know what I'm talking about, where you can tell the emails that they're sending you are a little bit manipulative and trying to paint you into some strange legal corners where questions and conversations are starting to become a little on the dicey and a little on the dangerous side where you feel like, wow, am I, you know, is this person setting me up for a lawsuit? Does this person know that they're toxic? Know that I'm going to probably eventually try to get rid of them? And are they trying to set me up for some further complications down the road legally? And so now you have this weighing on you as well. And when that person is finally gone, just to be able to release all of those different things that i've that i've explained to you is amazing and so going back to my friend's advice which is don't wait do it the sooner that you can do that the less of these problems that you're going to have happen down the road so when you see that going from the 30% to the 32% of your brain power to 35% Get on that as quickly as possible because the more that this takes, the longer it takes, the more brain power, the more legal issues, the more uh, people that you lose, the more stress, the more weirdness in your organization, Like, do it sooner rather than later so you can avoid that mayhem and that, that's being created within your organization. And finally, there's another point that I want you guys to realize, and this one always gets me and this is also what my friend reminded me that that person every time that they have left and this goes without without fail as i've reflected on this on all of my organizations this person i thought that was so talented that i was willing to put up with all of these you know idiosyncrasies and weirdness going on within my organization i was willing to put up with them because i thought they had this talent Without exception, every person that I've ever let go that I thought I was I was trading out talent for toxicity has not been nearly as talented and valuable as I thought. Because I've realized after we've removed that person from the organization that that person had painted a picture of what they do, how valuable they are. And oftentimes they've manipulated others and got others to do their work and, and, and created a, a facade of what they were doing, which frankly just flat out wasn't true. They were not nearly as talented and as valuable as I ever perceived. And my friend Dub, that's the same thing that he told me. He goes, you know, at the end of the day, I realized that, I don't know what I was worried about. This person wasn't that talented. They were not that valuable to my organization that I had to put up with this. And so I'm going to remind you of what he said because this podcast, this part two of toxicity versus talent can be really, really short. And it's simply don't wait. I'm Devin. This is a whiteboard entrepreneur podcast and I really hope this helped. Take a quick moment and hit that subscribe button for more content.